What is going on? You ready to do this? What is going on, my freaks, geeks, and free thinkers? This is Mike Romanelli, and this is episode number 40 of the Free Thinker Society with Mike Romanelli. We got a fun show lined up for you guys today. I got my main man sitting across from me, Clint Esposito. What's going on, Clint? Not much, Michael. How are you? I'm doing well. It's getting warm, but I'm doing well. Well, cooled off up here. <laughs> it's pretty warm in the end. And, uh... That's our first time doing live intro songs, so that get you amped up. <laughs> <laughs> I was so amped up, ready to go. Oh, man. I was so ready to go. And then next to me, we, we should have had you else. run through some smoke or something into the room. Fireworks. While that was playing. Some smoke, yes, coming up the stairs with smoke. That would be great. We'll work on that. We'll work on that. But we have somebody else in the studio, and I'm excited for that. What's up, Mark? Mark, say hi to everybody. What's up? Hello. Happy Got to be here. Got my man here. Mark here. He's going to be. Happy to be back. Yes, we love having you, and uh, today, guys, we may have a guest as well pop in, but yeah, it's been, we've done a, quite a few shows with the three of us, and I wanted to do an episode where we all just uh, were in studio together and just chopping it up, talking, going over what's been going on in the world, what's going on in the dojo of comedy, what's going on with everyone's podcast and careers and all, stuff like that. Just wanted to catch up with uh, the listeners, because it's been a while since we've had an episode like this. So you yeah. said podcast and careers, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, comedy careers, cooking careers, podcast careers, whatever. Cook, uh, whatever we you got definitely going. met yourself on that one. Cooking, yeah, that's for me. <laughs> I was gonna say, cooking careers. No, I think that's the only career I think I have. Why is there no? So yeah, what's um, what's going on, Clint? How's everything going on with you with comedy? Uh, it's good. It's been fun. Um, <clears throat> trying to get out a little bit more, just um, out of my comfort zone a little bit. So, um, that's been fun. I think I got a fairly cohesive set that doesn't offend too many people in every room, you know. So, you definitely got to work on that, right? A set that doesn't offend. Well, you know, that's the thing with going to different areas, right? I feel like our area goes pretty hard. Um, and everybody that comes here is like, whoa, I did like m all my gnarly jokes and everybody was totally <laughs> fine with it. So you when know? you come to the dojo of comedy, yes, yeah. everyone steps it up a little bit and tries to take it a little further. Yeah. And it's kind of not fair, right, for you? Well. Because then you go to other places and they're like, what's wrong with this guy? I mean, I think that's open mics in general. If you like, because open mics is a lot of comedians so to get a everybody you know to howl and at an open mic you got to be pretty you know fucked up yeah. kind of a lot of times or go like too far or whatever mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i think that a lot of times that also doesn't work with a standard crowd yeah that's true um but it's also by area, area. you know if you went into brooklyn you wouldn't do the same set you did here no <laughs> you, wouldn't have, you wouldn't have the same set. Not no. quite. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah, that that reminds me of seeing Sam out in Indianapolis with uh, the different nights. I saw him Friday and Saturday, and it was a different kind of vibe. Yeah. Each night, the Saturday crowd was different. Um, but, yeah, they, they didn't really like Sam's <laughs> flavor out there. <laughs> That's funny. 
That's what I love about the dojo, though. We have different style of comics all the time here, but we do have a pretty awesome crowd that comes out. Yeah. You know? Um, I think the people, the locals that we've found so far that come r- repeatedly are um, just comedy fans. Good comedy fans, yeah. And, uh, you know, because they come to a lot of a wide spectrum. Mm-hmm. You know, at least the local people do. Obviously, people have their own fans, but... A lot of the guys, you know, and gals that are locals just show up to all kinds of different stuff. I think maybe they just like pick a weekend or something, you know. Mm-hmm. You can't know all these comedians. Yeah. So, yeah, some people are just fans of comedy for yeah. sure. And then sometimes you have people that are fans of a big comic. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah. Which is fine too, you know, like mm-hmm. either way, as long as they're uh, consuming comedy, I guess, you know, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's our job to make sure we have great comedy that comes through this room but yeah uh and i think we do put a lot of awesome shows that and it's it spans all the entire range of comedy um i do think people are uh kind of sick of being indoors already i know it's nuts because we just got back indoors but i think maybe it's just a northeast thing because it's just nice weather no everybody learned that outside is pretty sweet (laughs) like you're not gonna die if you're outside uh, yeah, that's a good take un- from under the a tent. pandemic. People yeah. are like, oh, being that's outside is pretty cool. I would say that's the there best thing that uh, came yeah. out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's true, man. More people probably got outside than ever did before. That, and, you know, yeah, and they were forced to eat outside. Yeah, And maybe some people are just like, I'll go outside because it's safer. <laughs> you know, I don't know, but at least they're doing things or, would, you know. Hey, whatever it took to get them outside, I, I like that. But yeah, I think even for here, like, well, we got to start bringing comedy outside again too, because I just think people are used to doing things outside. Um, people bitch no matter what, so you yeah. ha- you have that as yeah, well. No matter what, someone's gonna bitch, right? So, so Mark, you just had a pretty awesome uh, podcast. You had some awesome guests on. What? what you Thank had, you. You had one of my favorite comedians on you had brian holtzman on how did it go yeah actually matter of fact i think that episode just came out uh like a couple minutes ago i scheduled <laughs> oh, it yeah i scheduled <laughs> it so if you're listening yeah that episode's probably been out by now but yeah brian holtzman was on the show it was a little awkward you know i'm not a comic but i'm a fan of him uh mm-hmm. in a big way so at first i was a little starstruck but it was very it was very interesting we got into a little bit of his traveling and then he confessed that he'd been to the pyramids in Egypt. Oh you know? shit. So I'm like, well, we've had a guest on the show before who's been to the pyramids. Oh, and, wow. and he saw a UFO there, Brian. What do you think of that? Have you ever seen a UFO? And then Brian went on and told us about why he's suspicious of UFOs and thinks that they don't exist. So mm. yeah, it was a very interesting take from from Brian. He kind of had an old man uh, <laughs> take on UFOs, but I didn't expect it. Yeah. You know, he said he, his point was, how come they only go and you know appear in front of some idiot on a farm? How come they don't fly over New York City? Over and I was I was thinking, well, they appeared over Phoenix. They've appeared over Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. Many oh, Angeles, places right? in you know, Los Angeles, places in Asia. I didn't want to, you know, argue. I, not argue, but he's much older than me. I wanted to be respectful and not like tell him he's wrong, you know. So we just went into other things, but yeah, it was very interesting conversation he told us all about his travels uh to india 
because he's staying with an Indian family right now in Texas. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was a good time. He's he's a character when he's not trying to be funny. He's pretty hysterical. He's pretty fucking funny. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's I would think that about him. I only know him as a comic, but I, I would think that he's just always funny. Um. It made for a great episode, but I mean, I've only had people on to talk about certain topics, but with Brian, he's actually crazy when you watch him <laughs> do stand-up, so I figured, like, well, this is appropriate for the My Family Thinks yeah. I'm Crazy podcast. it's a perfect person, you know? The yeah. funny thing is, by his, like, face, if you just saw a picture of him, you would never think that. Yeah, he just seems like, he looks kind of like my grandpa, to be honest. He's very similar look to my grandpa. Same hair, same clothing style, you know. It was it was very much like talking to my grandparents. That's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. That he, awesome. he commented on, uh, on my buddy living in St. Augustine. Who knows, maybe Holtzman's going to move to St. Augustine. Where it is, he really loves St. Augustine, Florida. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, hold on. You said about the UFOs. What do you think about UFOs? Do you think they're, do you, what do you, where do you sit on that? I've always been fascinated, you know, but as I've grown older, I've become more suspicious. Yeah, I mean, right. Now I'm starting That's to think like, to you know, it's like, it's almost like the punk rock thing. Like these things, you know, punk rockers, they seem so like anti-establishment and now they're all like, oh yeah, get the vaccine yeah. and, you know, stay locked up and all this stuff when COVID started, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with UFOs. Forever, UFOs were this fringe, oh, don't talk about them, you're crazy. That made it interesting. But now, over the past five years, it seems like the government's like, well, yeah, we have to fess up. There's UFOs. And that doesn't make me think like, oh, finally, they're going to tell us the truth. It just makes me think like, oh, well, they set that up from the beginning. This is what I think will happen with UFOs. But I do think you're right. I think it's much more boring now. Like, yeah, it was it was a lot cooler when it was like, but now it's more boring because it's brought up a lot. But I think two, th- one or two things are, is going to happen. It's either going to be Project Bluebeam will happen. <laughs> That's what I mean. Right? I don't know if it's boring, but or, I'm, I'm like, I know what I think I figured it out is Bluebeam. Yeah, it's that. Or they're just going to be like, yeah, we've been telling you about UFOs. And they're just going to be like, we've had this technology for blah, blah, blah. They're mm-hmm. unidentified flying objects and they're going to show us saucers. And they're going to say they've been around for a long time. We couldn't know about the technology and mm-hmm. they'll have some kind of propulsion that they've had. You know, I think one of those two things will come very soon. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the extraterrestrial life. If they start talking about that, then I think Bluebeam's coming very soon. Right. But if they just talk about these vehicles or they talk about, you know, the, the, the objects in the sky, which it seems like that's more of what they're showing us, like radars and things. They keep calling them UFOs. They're not really talking about alien life at all yeah. in the news. Well, whenever we get into the conversation of aliens, you got to get into the conversation of space. And I'll say this, you know, again and again, I'm not a flat earther, but I'm also not a round earther. Yeah. Yeah. But personally... When I look at what you can find about NASA, everything you find out about NASA, they don't seem like a trustworthy group of people. I don't. How be- dare you? <laughs> I don't believe. I don't believe anything they say about space. So I think it's more likely that aliens are using these crafts to get to places underneath the ocean, mm-hmm. places inside of volcanoes, yes. places inside of caverns, places where it's really cold and humans can't deep exist. in the ocean. You know, to me, I feel like the shape of the earth really ultimately doesn't matter. What's the end game there? Nothing. If I find out that the shape of the earth, you know, but really with aliens, there's an end game there. Because if we find out 
who or what or how these things exist you know it gives us more information about who we are where we came from and what we're doing here i think because there's a lot of people that want to tell you that no humans are the only thing right that's what most people would assume when yeah. you go to school that's what you learn yeah. like humans that's it we evolved from chimps that's it mm -hmm. then you take the alien equation in and there's two approaches you can say well they're from some distant planet and that's how you can explain their high technology because it's from this planet that we can never even go to so who knows it's all imagination right right yeah. whereas if we really consider the true history of these sorts of uh, events and phenomena you see that over and over throughout history many different cultures have stories of flying craft beings from other places mm -hmm beings who use the stars to point a location you know we have groups of people like the dogon in west africa or in the polynesian islands there are tribes of people who know about sirius b a planet that you can't see with yeah. your naked eye you need yeah. a modern day telescope and they knew about it yes. without the invention of the telescope so to me that points that yes there are highly advanced beings outside of the range of our traditional understanding but i'm not convinced that they come from far away i think that's the trick i think the trick is getting people to think that we're insignificant to them they come from this big fancy imaginative place uh and don't worry about us we're not special when the truth is those beings maybe they're us from the future maybe they're using technology from our distant past right these are the mysteries that connect back to us as human beings and i think that's where you find yeah. the rewriting of history and the roadblocks and the disinfo and the propaganda mm -hmm. when it comes back to who we are what we're doing here and why yeah. those three questions that's and i think aliens kind of fit into that equation somehow but there's when you're t listening to a guy like john brennan or one of these talking head you know or military industrial dick bags you know they're not they're not someone i trust when it comes to multi-dimensional interdimensional yeah. beings you know when i've yeah. read about these things even before the cia and the military united states military had all the technology they had there was people in the 1800s who were channeling beings mm -hmm. that were according to the beings themselves from other planets you know and our understanding of planet i mean it's just really it's a word i mean we 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 see these things in the sky but i don't know if we've been there i'm not convinced i know there's a lot of people who tell you the moon we've never been there you know yeah so again not a flat earther but i think when it comes to the the questions of who we are what we're doing here and why i have to agree man. you know the aliens have to fit into the equation somehow so i'm not dismissing it but i just don't trust the people who are talking about it right now for sure yeah Yep, I agree with that. That's why I, th I think it's going to go two ways. I think it's either going to be, like I said, Project Bluebeam, and might be a, everything's a slow rollout, so maybe it's just the early, early phases of it, or like I said, they're going to just say it's just, uh, it's just these crafts that we've had this technology for a while, and that's all you're seeing, just to kind of dead the whole idea. You know what? Of visitors and things. On this whole subject today my buddy chris who does my podcast with me as a co-host every now and then he calls me up he works at the zoo in florida i won't say which one because i don't know you know you know get him in trouble he got a call today today 
about a woman, a woman called into the zoo mm-hmm. of all places, and she was saying that there is a creature in my backyard that is imitating a tree. It's prote- it's trying to look like a tree. So he's like, what you know? And she's calling a zoo. Keep in mind. So my buddy Chris tells me this whole story. He recorded it. I'm I'm yeah. probably going to get this on my show or so in somewhere. Okay. Now. But I want to know what you guys think of this because. According to this lady, she's seeing this creature, like an octopus-looking creature, mimicking a tree in her backyard. She says you can only see it with certain frequency. And she says that her father <laughs> is in the military and buried something in the backyard. Don't go near it. But she wants people from the zoo to come investigate and figure out what this creature is. Like, this is what my buddy who works at a zoo called me while I was That's fucking driving around awesome. before, you know, uh, putting the flyers on. Did he actually. go look for it? He's... Or is he going to go look at it? He's in the same time. He's in Florida, so it's probably nighttime now. I think he's going to go tomorrow uh, morning to go visit. You got this today? Yeah, this all happened. I just remembered as we brought up the military stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what he he records when he goes and visits. Hmm. What do you guys think of that, where, like, the military potentially is creating devices that mm. cause people to hallucinate oh, and God. see like a, a being. Oh, God. Know? That's kind voice of like voice of God Project and all that shit. Yeah, well, oh. yeah, the voice of God thing, that gets into like the school shooter stuff. But yeah. as far as but aliens it's still, go. But it's still along <laughs> the same lines of weaponry, but yeah. But they're projecting like a holographic, uh, you know, image onto something potentially to drive someone. Uh, <sighs> mad yeah possibly or, or that within your skull talking fucking hey that's that's terrifying but what would be the goal or that's objective terrifying. of like all right we're gonna project an octopus into this person's backyard i mean it could be just for research purposes right yeah. sometimes like just to see if they can do it just to, just to <laughs> fuck with somebody to see i mean i don't you know it could be that it could be they're just fu- like okay let's let's just do our let's see what happens yeah well, if we use this on someone and fuck with them and and she was she she was kind of reporting it like maybe it was a cryptid, right? So yeah. And now that's my question to you guys: yeah. Do you think aliens and cryptids are the same thing? Separate? I don't issues? even know what that is. I'm so interested in cryptids. What's that? <laughs> uh, all right, I'll, cryptid. It would be just a word to describe an animal that doesn't fit into conventional scientific explanation. Mm-hmm. Bigfoot, Loch Ness monster, chupacabra. If you want to like, Devil. they're legends. But if you wanted to like really take the hypothesis that these things exist seriously and look at it scientifically, then the word to use would be cryptid, cryptozoology, mm. the study of uh, you know hidden animals. I love that. I, I want to get people on the show. It's that like are ancient that astronaut theorist. <laughs> no, crypt- people that study cryptids. I mean, I know what you're saying. I know. I know. We. I, We've talked about well, this. Well, the, in the case of Bigfoot, there are some, like, serious people. You know, it's not it's not like armchair expert type stuff. Like, mm-hmm. Dr. Jeff Meldrum would be one person who's been on Tinfoil Hat and uh, is a, you know, professor right, at so, a university. But this is my point. How are you a professor at a university for a thing that nobody's ever seen? Well, I think his... his expertise is um apes so he's taking that body of knowledge that we can prove 
mm-hmm. and applying that theoretically to Bigfoot. But I mean, they found a lot of footprints. They found some hair that they can't identify. You know, according to this guy, the footprints are what. So, do they go into the earth and live? Like, what happens? Oh, the <laughs> what's his theory? Where do they go? How come we've never found any bones? I don't know what Doctor Jeff Meldrum's I, theory is personally, but I my what from what I've gathered, maybe you want to offer your theory first, Mike. No, no, I was just gonna say that I've also heard like I've heard of um, museums and other people like having giant bones and mm. and things that they don't want out there. Yeah. Um, so I'm big into the like I I think if all we that. listen they're sure. private entities you, they can let out whatever information they want okay so but you told me just before you've been to Alaska right yeah so you've seen it yourself you've witnessed what? how large how giant. wilderness can be yeah so that being considered that's a big thing you hear when it comes to Bigfoot believers they say yeah. well look at all of the Deep space there. yeah you know, there's plenty of room. Personally, I I know uh, missing four one one. That's something I put a lot of credit to because that guy David Polites, he's not really interested in Bigfoot per se. He's just interested in like missing people and where people go missing. Yeah. But the weird coincidence is, is that people tend to go missing in the same areas that people tend to see Bigfoots, mm-hmm. and then also those areas tend to be places where there's a high amount of granite. And then also caverns and mountains. So if you were to ask me, I would say so, stay away from a cave if you're really afraid of Bigfoot because that's the most likely. Yeah. Any I mean, place where it's like rocky and high up, they can make like an ape nest, you know, up in on some cliff that only they can climb up to. That's what I, my theory would be because they're intelligent creatures. They're not going to like hide under the ground. They're going to want to look up and see things around them coming towards them if they're truly intelligent beings i'm thinking of it as like a a, an animal standpoint but there's also people who believe bigfoot's like a conscious intelligent spiritual being that's more Mm -hmm. intelligent than us potentially i mean yeah there are some people that think that i mean i don't know man i we need to get the bigfoot experts so i can hear Yeah, there's a lot of uh, interesting podcasts about Bigfoot. There are a lot of really cool, like, first-hand encounter stories and stuff. But, yeah, I mean, unless you see one for yourself or experience, it's hard to uh, feel one way or another I just it. think the lack of, like you said, maybe there are bones that have been, you know, kept from the pu- public eye or public knowledge or whatever. Um or just, you know what I mean? By just not speaking about it, I suppose it's that easy. Don't put it on the newspaper, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's lots of stories and lots of uh, tons of things you could look up online about, you know, what people say about giant bones for sure. Yeah, it's not uh, hidden in any way. It's all over the newspapers in the yeah, 1800s. Yeah, you, you, you'll see stuff, man. It's pretty crazy. The Smithsonian and it's Institute. it's not just Bigfoot. It's different, other different... Yeah, well, in this case, with the giant bones, I mean, it could theoretically be Sasquatch. Or Nephilims, too, right? But what I understand is that these giant skeletons are like 12 feet tall, which is way bigger than what most people report Sasquatch being. 
you know, people report Sasquatch being like nine, ten feet tall. Yeah, I was using more of an example of like how the stuff that's hidden. So yeah. if they, they well, have a bigfoot head be... or something, like I don't know. I just feel like it's there's a lot of shit that's hidden. No, you're on you're on the right track though, Mike. I think the Smithsonian thing. What's interesting yeah. is you can go back and look in all of the newspapers and find that people were finding these bones and taking pictures next to them like oh wow look how huge this is and then what happened was the smithsonian institute would just take them and put them in a museum and lock them away and not display them or put any sort of information once again i don't believe it. you well you know that's all right they wouldn't do that <laughs> all right well, the same people that did that went and created History Channel with the ancient aliens and wants everybody to think that these megalithic structures were built by aliens, little green men. So do you believe that giants? Giorgio? Yeah. You believe Giorgio Everything Sucolos? Giorgio says. <laughs> you believe Sucolos? With hair like that, he's got to be right. <laughs> I mean. All right. Well, maybe I need more so gel. <laughs> so like those that's shows. right your hair is down it needs to be like up more i need to be like I, he's tuned in that's what it yeah. is his hair's like an it's antenna. a big receptor yeah all right so like a show like ancient aliens right and even a show like alex jones right they're both highly Basically the same they're, show. no they're highly they're, they're, they're out there and they're highly they watched. They're, they're right they're but they're highly watched shows they could be right there. they could be and, wrong right? <laughs> and they're allowed to be out there no hold up a what so which one is like more misinformation? Is it the ancient aliens or is it some of the stuff? Yeah, so many probably stuff? ancient aliens more misinformation than the frogs Alex are Jones. gay and they built all the pyramids. <laughs> Dude, at this point, I'm going with Alex Jones is right. Dude, if Alex Jones said that the frogs built the pyramids, then yeah, then we'd be in another reality. But I think. But he's been right so many times; it's crazy. I think Alex Jones is interesting because he actually did go to Bohemian Grove and piss those people off you know whether you think he's controlled opposition or not or he's got some kind of uh you know agenda that he's pushing i think he started off as a you know real seeker of truth and yeah probably and maybe got corrupted or something maybe, well right yeah on. you get big enough and then people start threatening you I mean, it's just so how does he that. get away with it? I just still listen to him because he does put out information where you'll be like, all right, he, he, he spits truth a lot. He's on his own pirate ship now. I mean, he's not on YouTube. He's got his I own right? self-hosted everything. everything. Yeah. So his real fans are there. I think that's what's going to happen with podcasting in general is we're all just yeah. going to have our own. You're you going to have to if you want to say anything that's not of the narrative. But how long did they let that go? Well, I think there was one key event that uh, tipped the scales with him. Mm. I don't remember exactly. I know Sandy Hook was a big deal, and he got public attention for that. But, um, yeah, it wasn't, what was it, like 2015 or 16 or 17? I don't remember exactly. Yeah, I would. It's a blur, but around but that time period. It was either of, yeah. during Trump or before Trump that Jones got taken off, and I would imagine it, has, it had something to do with that. Uh, yeah, that's true, the because whole, they said he, had, he actually political. had a lot to do with helping him get elected. Yeah, yeah, that was a big part. So I, yeah, so I wonder if he was before or after he was. That would be interesting. Um, I don't know, man. I just think anything that's that open and out there is just so... Well, for, that, that I, just, I just don't trust any of the stuff that you could just grab and consume hmm. you know what i mean i feel like that's what we were talking about off air about the internet when i was saying to you i feel like anything you're allowed to consume the internet's become a, a harder place to search and find things i really believe that when i was younger i used to find all kinds of shit and now i feel like a lot of the the that 
information that I would go off. It's not there anymore. And it's like, uh, so I just, anything that, that you can grab that easy or consume that easy, it's just, it's always like, hmm. It's like, that's what Ryan, Ryan says, you know, about the lights. Like he says everything we know about aliens is, is just misinformation. Yeah. And Ryan had that sort of spiritual vibe about it. I think that's really where I come from. It's like, if these aliens are real, then why are they, you know, how are they any different from us? They have a soul too. So I think their soul is where we need to be focusing on. Like why, what are they spiritually? And what does that mean? Cause yeah. they're Catholics. Well, maybe the reptilians are. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I just, I, I think, whatever the aliens are they're not anything that we've ever been told same with like that that ancient alien show i'm sure there's a little bit of truth maybe a tiny bit of truth but i think most of it is just complete i think it's i think it's bullshit i think the roswell and all of this like you know there was a very clear narrative since roswell and roswell's this big you know moment in time for aliens but Mm -hmm. i think what it was leading up to was this diversion that they created and the diversion worked in a couple different ways. It got people to not think about what the military was doing with all the technology and all their black budget funds. And it also now with ancient aliens, in my opinion, it's getting people to have a warped sense of what our human history is. I used to think ancient aliens was the shit. I used to love that show. I watched every episode. Mm -hmm. I learned all, I learned a lot from it, but what I didn't, take from it was their perspective their opinion i took the source information that they were giving and i carved away the alien hypothesis that they were adding to it and i realized like okay there's something so important here like how we built that as humans is what they're trying to hide from us you know because that says more about who we are what our real power and potential is that's what do you think george knows that I think George is just really excited that he's on TV. Yeah, yeah me too. I totally get that vibe. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think he would be he's talking like about a, anything. Yeah. He would be passionate about whatever. He's like a weatherman. Yeah. He's yeah. just excited that he's got a job on TV. For sure, man. Uh, yeah, I'm sure and he's... And he's wrong most of the time. Well, and that's the, <laughs> that's the thing, though, is like, I'm sure there are times where he questions himself, and maybe he has an alternative theory, but when you're he working with He doesn't ever the, question himself, all right? Well, you know, do you know Sukulos? No. <laughs> yes, I do. I've watched all the... You love it? ...episodes. So now I know him. Clint's his hairdresser. That's that's, <laughs> that's how, right. That's how he gets that style. But <laughs> I think, you know, when you're on a show like that, once the wheels get in motion, it's kind of hard to take back your oh, yeah. theory. Like if he did, after searching around and looking all these megalithic sites, maybe he's have a different deep. theory. Yeah, he's way too deep. He can't go back and be like, oh, no, it wasn't aliens. Because he, he's done 13 seasons of a show called Ancient Aliens. You know. So then he starts a new show called, fucking ancient the other dimension <laughs> that could be it maybe you should call him up yeah we'll be i'll be his co-host <laughs> yeah, i'll be one of the other doctors on there and i'll just be like it was fucking interdimensional beings <laughs> <laughs> this whole time i'm telling you man it was interdimensional it was interdimensional beings you fucking idiot yeah well, it doesn't even have to be Do you know that. your own power i mean ed lee Hanskill. have you ever heard of that guy no so there's a place... Was he an ancient astronaut theorist? No. He, well, he, I don't know his theories, but I know what he did. 
Um, there's a place in Coral Castle or a place oh. in Florida called oh, Coral yeah. Castle. Oh, yeah. I know that place. You've heard of it? Yes. You ever been there? I've never been. I've tried to visit it. I've been to that town. Okay. I kn- yeah. Go ahead. Did that you get amazing. arrested? <laughs> and not get arrested. Okay. So, since I'm assuming. You didn't try hard enough. <laughs> I'm assuming you don't know what it is. No. It's these it's huge, amazing, huge blocks of coral. Uh-huh. This little man. Oh, I have heard of this. Yeah, this little old dude. And he didn't Florida. tell anybody, right? He didn't Homestead tell Florida. anybody how he did it. And there's a gate or the door open, like just swings open. Huge, huge stones, and they can, yeah, they're all placed in really ornate ways, and yes. one of them works like a door. There's probably other cool stuff like that, but I had Brad Olson on my show recently, and that was something we talked about just kind of randomly, and he's he's visited it. And he said that Ed had some sort of water that he would place on the stones that was charged. So he was altering the frequency, the vibration mm-hmm. of the stone. And I heard something using like some witchcraft. kind of unknown device to levitate them. Yeah, like witchcraft maybe. But it, it doesn't necessarily have to be. How did he die? Did he get burnt at the stake? <laughs> I think he just died of old just age. Died. Yeah, I think he yeah. died old. Like I he don't think old man. really like he was very just like yeah. He, he just kind of lived his life. It was like a a love story his life because he had I guess broke a broken heart, moved to America. His wife or whoever, his girlfriend, lover never came to see him, and he just built this castle for her and uh, kind of kept to himself his whole life. He was an immigrant from Eastern Europe. Um, so yeah, I didn't have many friends, so nobody really knew, you know, what he was doing or how he did it. And I believe he only wrote down a certain amount of things that, you know, I, feel like, I don't know why I feel like something with sound. Yeah. They were doing something, maybe possibly moving the things with sound, sound right? and vibration, some yeah. kind of sound. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 w- I really looked into this a while ago and I was in Homestead, Florida once and I was like, holy shit, that's where it is. And I didn't look hard enough but i really wish i found Same. the place i was there for a day and i, I should really have sh- tried to break in <laughs> i think you could just walk in i think you're allowed to just uh, see it yeah, right? it's like a, it's like a it's like a park attraction. yeah uh, you're allowed yeah. to just go th- walk through it yeah it's not like a private installation i'm gonna go there and i'm gonna cry for him okay <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking badass man it is very yeah i i, I really think, think something like that they, they had some kind of device with, like you were saying, frequency moving those big stones. Mm-hmm. I would love to be able to go back and see how they did that. Yeah, it's definitely just something that we have no clue. How about um, Easter like Island? Just making yeah. Easter, Easter Island. I don't know much about. Well, you know what's interesting about Easter Island is the heads, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you see. Yeah, but there's a whole body. Yeah, is that true? Yeah, that's for. I think like 30% of the statues or okay. maybe it's flip-flop 70% of them right. they they have a body to them um, and, and the legend is that these statues walked to where they are mm. so that they were transported upright and that somehow oh yeah the, people are you fucking with us no I'm waiting for you I'm, that, no that's the actual theory that's, that's like the it, legend yeah. what if it was that the you know the laws of physics as we know it now weren't like that then weren't like that then and things uh living beings the you know barriers between what is and isn't were blurred more and Mm. a stone could be a living being that as time went on you know 
fell into the state that it's in because of the state of matter, wow. right? Because we've all slowed down and thickened almost. But from what I've read in a, in a really awesome book called The yeah. Ascension Manual is that in those times, a long, long time ago when there was a continent in that area called Mu or Lemuria, mm-hmm. right, where the Polynesian islands are, I mean, if you consider how low the ocean was at that point in time, there would be significant amount of land more than there is today. So considering that, that would explain where the resources came from. But also what this book said is that in those times, the totality of the earth, the matter of the earth was vibrating at a higher frequency yeah. and less dense and things were more gaseous people cre- were like really like clouds almost if you can imagine that in the sense of like you know you can touch something and fuse with it like and everything was really like you know and this is the How primordial many years ago is that? this is the primordial soup the ooze that they sort of hint at in Genesis yes. but some of the more ancient ancient texts talk about this kind of Wow, dude. Yeah. That's tripping me out. Really it really is because I feel like I feel like I've uh that resonated with me a lot. I feel like I've I've definitely gone back to that place and had that I don't know, that thought, that feeling. I've seen something like that before or like I don't know if it's through a trip or whatever, but you're talking about that, I'm like, Whoa, that makes perfect sense. I think because I always talk about when you use psychedelics you these veils get are are, are not there mm-hmm. and maybe it's something like it's it's getting closer to that whole well, you know you know what it is is you've you've attained a frequency of ascension okay okay so with the psychedelic drugs you're entering into a state of consciousness where the akasha the truth yeah. is not indecisible you know mm. you just know there's no you know this or that like there is here in the third dimension Um, So you've experienced that. So when I relay an information that comes from that place, you resonate with it because that information comes from that place. Mm, That makes sense. You know, from what I understand, creationism, and I I was raised Catholic, but I really hated Catholicism. I was kind of an atheist for a long time. Mm -hmm. So when I talk about creationism, I'm not like some diehard Christian or anything like that. I really come from a spiritual place of believing in creationism and from what i understand we emanate from this source and as things emanate from the source of all that is they thicken they slow right because the frequency of creation is the highest frequency it's the fastest most brilliant brightest light you know it's the highest frequency it's the most it's the most intense and as things emanate away from it in this kind of spiraling galaxy like way you know they yeah. slow down and thicken so you can imagine like the 12th dimension is that middle point and as you go further further out there are less dimensions interacting with each other right because you're looking at a sphere so the 12th dimension is in the middle and it really touches every single dimension and then you go out and if you're in like the one dimension you're kind of just by yourself right but at the same time it's still connected to the whole but you, you understand what I'm saying where the dimensions are kind of as you get away from the center the state I'm, of vibration yeah. and frequency are altered by the distance right there's a you know measurable difference in right. qualities and that's a principle of uh, 
I think causality. I could be wrong, but it's you know it's 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 from it's from the seven hermetic laws, right? And this is something that you have to take on faith to a certain degree, but yeah. I think they stand the test of time. And you know, you resonating with that thing yeah. I said kind of just shows proof to me. Yeah, exactly. It's like uh, it's a it's a truth. It's a known that. Yeah, exactly what you said, man. That's uh that's wild. That's wild. I like that. That kind of go, and with the whole thing you're saying about those stone, the stone guys. Mm. Yeah. Well, Easter huh. Island is strange because if you were to look at the world the way they want us to through school and the establishment thinking, uh, you would need certain tr- amount of trees to roll those stones into place. Right. That was the theory that oh well they all died because they used these trees to you know roll the statues into place and they cut all the trees down on the island and then everybody died because they became cannibals. But that's a stupid theory anyway because wouldn't there still be seeds? <laughs> that's a great point. Um, <laughs> but I think the I think the um, the overall idea from people who've looked at that deeper is that no like that wasn't the case they wouldn't have needed the trees to move these anyways because the ocean wasn't that high at that point in time so there would have been more land for these people to you know but they're very old old people that were still on that island you know how Uh, far have they dug down i don't know know. i mean i'm sure those is that more of a recent um finding of like the heads going deeper down we should look up how I, large they are. Because I thought, I really, for a while, thought that was a joke. Um, but now you're like the second or third person that's like, no, that's that's real. Mm. I thought someone was just fucking with me when they told me that. But Yeah, very interesting. I don't know. I mean, I don't know the... How deep um, they've, they've dug them. I, but I do think that's more of a recent find, no? Okay. Well, mm-hmm. the average is 13 feet. But I think that there are some that are like 27 to 30 feet tall. But the average is about twice the size of a human being, a little bit more than twice the size. That's nuts. Yeah. There's, um, have you guys ever been to any of those structures? Any what megalithic ones? structures? Yeah, any megalithic structures? I've been to one that probably most people haven't heard of. It's called Gungiwamp. It's the only megalithic structure that is even in the state of Connecticut, I'd imagine. Um, and you need to, you know, call somebody up and get a tour. Oh, yeah? I didn't do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I snuck in. All right. Uh, like Clint said, with uh, Coral Castle. But, no, Gungiwamp is very interesting. I wouldn't recommend people do what I did because you got to hike through the woods. Yeah. Uh, and it's not, it's not hiking woods. It's, like, thick, swampy. Oh, shit. So, oh, wow. But when you get there, what you find is a huge, huge stone um, building. It, it looks like, uh, not that the building is huge, but the stones that are making it mm-hmm. are huge, right? They're yeah. just massive stones. It's just three stones. It's one, two, and then one on top. And then you can see that there's like a channel where the sun comes through during mm-hmm. certain points of the year. So this is one of the only megalithic structures in this area, like up in wow. Connecticut. But, um, you know. What's con- it called again? Gungiwamp. For people who want to look it up, it's G-U-N-G-Y-W-A-M-P. Anything cool around the area that you witnessed or felt? or? Yeah, I mean, 
Well, I did notice it would have been a great place for people to live if they were living like a hunter-gatherer kind of living off the land lifestyle because it's a very fertile area, uh, you know, before humans settled there uh, the way they did. And it just would be a great place to hunt, just the amount of um, animals that were in the area. And also the marsh, the whole marshy Mm -hmm. area, it's just a great place for human beings to uh, survive. But... Yeah, it's it's very interesting the way the stones are set up. There's actually a couple different um, separate, you know, I don't know the right word. I guess structures would be a okay. good word for it. But, yeah, there's like there. three different structures, cool. and each structure is built of these big, massive stones that wow. you wouldn't be able to move with, like, a group of people. Wow. Yeah. Have you ever been, Clint? I know you've been around the world. Have you been to any pyramids or anything like that? Yeah, I went to Egypt and saw the pyramids. You did? And then we went uh, down the road and saw some other pyramids as well. Um, Did you like really tour them or just kind of saw them in the background? No, like we toured them. We didn't go in the Great Pyramids, but they took us to some other pyramids that we went in and laid down in the sarcophaguses and shit and took pictures of each other in them. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. It was gnarly. You didn't go out there at night by yourself, like being white people. No, it's not. In Egypt? Egypt's not a safe spot at night. Oh, yeah? No, don't just walk around <laughs> randomly. Okay. Meander around. I'll make sure I don't do that. Yeah. The guy, we stayed at the Pyramid View Hotel, <laughs> so we could see all three py- pyramids. There was like a, um, a, a terrace, like on one of the like third or fourth floor or something where you could eat. Oh, I and think you said a terrorist. I was like, wait, <laughs> <no>. what? <laughs> Hold on. I think the wait, terrorists wait, 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 were on the first floor. <laughs> I think <laughs> terrorists were on the first floor, so it's fine. Um, so uh, at night, they would play like a light show on the pyramids and had these um, tapes playing, you know, like saying, I was here when Alexander the Great went by and this and that. And they'd light up each uh, pyramid and talk about them or whatever and program you to believe whatever bullshit <laughs> they want. Ah, uh, <laughs> giving you the so, fake history. <laughs> so going to the, um, I, I was super into John Anthony West when I was young. Oh, and I went to I Ecuador so and we went Saw to some, some uh, yeah. And they had some like 30 foot long um, rocks that, fit perfectly with like other rocks and shit like that mm. yeah it's awesome so when you go inside those pyramids did you how far did you get inside of them did you like get to see any of those like crazy chambers uh yeah that's what i was saying we walked you went into in the them. sarcophagi i know I laid like, you in went the, so the, is, yeah. there, is there a lot going on in there because the great pyramid yeah they took us to a bunch of different ones we didn't go in the great pyramid no we i know went, not like, the great down pyramid. the road to another one some of the older like square top ones or whatever i was speaking to uh matt raymer recently from the um from content safe and he told me that what was really interesting about the inside of the pyramids is that there's no soot uh on the ceilings from being lit up so yeah how would they have seen in these dark chambers if they weren't using torches you know you would see soot build up on the ceiling over time if they had been burning torches in there and you don't find that in certain places and also how would they have built it not let alone go in it afterwards but like if you're not lighting it how are you carving this out uh, of the stone 
So yeah, I'm painting it. There's a lot of really weird, weird oh, anomalies when they, you start looking at the details of how the pyramids oh, are built. You know? yeah. oh, they yeah. took us to some where um, they still had paint inside them and stuff, like on the walls wow. and stuff. Some oh, of the stuff was still yeah. painted. Wow. It was pretty awesome. Very cool. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I would love to know their energy source. And, like, I, I feel like everything was definitely lit up. I feel like for sure. I don't think, I don't know if it was the exact. Oh, cool, man. So that's Gungiwamp, and uh, I'm showing Mike a picture, but that's that's just in the woods, random little Did you go corn. inside at all? Yeah, I walked in there. It's very, I mean, it's, the stones are huge, but it's there. not like a, you know, oh. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. How, yeah, like how, how big was inside of there? It was big enough for, like, myself and my friend to sit down and kind of, here's the other one. But the stones themselves are very impressive, you know. Yeah. They're covered up by leaves, but still. Um, yeah, you could you couldn't like hang out in there. It's just for uh, you know, people to sit and sleep in, I'd imagine, back in the day, or maybe, you know, it wasn't for people to be in at all. It was just to mark the times, like yeah. when knows, the sun right? came through it. Who knows what the, they really were used for? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It could be used as like an instrument. Because the chamber lines up with uh, the eclipse, apparently. Yeah, it could be some kind of, those things could have really just been some kind of like instrument or who knows, man. So mm. interesting. And um, they slept under the stars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, fire. Why we, not? We've said it here many times. I mean, if something crazy was to wipe us away, Clint, like something catastrophic, most of our shit would be gone. Almost yeah. all of it. So you don't even know. They could have computers. They could have plastics. They could have all kinds of, like, we don't, it could have I been. I think they were more advanced and they just lived with the They could have, yes. Earth. I agree probably with that. And those look like regular rocks, but, like, the shit I was talking about in Ecuador where the rocks are perfectly shaped mm. and fit in. Oh, Sacsayhuaman oh, yeah. and places like that where the stones are so close together that you can't even slip a piece of paper yeah. between Dude, th them. They're like That's where they are in Mexico. three foot the, deep, um, four foot deep. And I'm not shitting. The one rock was 30 feet long and then it had like a little like a thing at the end a key and the other rock the next rock like intersected with it exactly perfect and that's how the whole thing was really every single rock butted to the next rock yeah at mm -hmm. uh, perfect and they just placed big, them all big big yeah, yeah. Stones, I, i've dude. seen that in, wow. in mexico crazy crazy that precision and all tons those, tons like i'm sure you're the ones you're talking about aligned with the stars and things as well probably i'm not mm -hmm. even sure you know we had actual Ecuadorians taking us. They didn't fucking. They didn't tell you about that shit. No. They're, yeah. They're just like here. Here they are. Well, down there, there's no snow, so like the big megalithic structures, they don't get worn away. Like, yeah. You know, there's a place in New Hampshire called American Stonehenge, which is a Stonehenge like any other Stonehenge, but it's uh, you know, it's not. It doesn't look that great, but the weathering, I imagine, might yeah. have affected it, but. My buddy today That's was true. telling That's me true. about the Georgia Guidestones. You guys I ever? Just, yes. I was just literally going to bring that. That's yeah, so you're funny. Bring that I up. was waiting for you to end and just going to bring it. That's great. I don't need to. I could be on autopilot today. Keep going. <laughs> but what do you think of the Georgia Guidestones? <laughs> That's so funny. I was literally waiting for you. To <laughs> well, nobody knows who put them there. The JC something or other. Rosencrutz, I think. Yeah, was they his name. think that. Um, yeah. So nobody actually. They think they that have he an just idea, used right? a fake name. Okay. The name that 
showed up and did it. Nobody knows who that is. Oh, it's R.C. Christian, I think. Yeah, the yeah. Name. yeah. I said J.C. <laughs> whatever. I knew it was some initials. Um, that works, too. J.C. Christian. <laughs> Jesus Christ Christian. <laughs> um, but they actually think it's like was like a large society or something, like a rich society that might have. Yeah, like, the Rosicrucians. Well, R.C. Yeah. Rosicrucian. There you go. But... Uh, I don't know. I mean, the idea that we should have a global population of less than what is it say five hundred million or five million? It's yeah. something really it's low something like that. Low. It's ninety percent of it's ninety yeah. percent of society has to be eliminated already. But yeah, well, it, well, that would probably make it really nice. <laughs> as shitty as that sounds, <laughs> oh, right? I, Listen, I, I mean, I the mean, first time. Minus that one stat, right? Yes, the, the, they, they're not the worst. But let's talk about overall for everything. You would have less technology and less advancement. Oh, no, that, that but one But it would right be way horrible. less stress if there was less people on the earth. Yeah, no. but I can't think. I think that's bullshit. <laughs> Things would be so much harder. If no, I think less that's. People. I think. I think the There'd overpopulation. Everything is bullshit. I think we need contribute. as many people as possible. Yeah. yeah. I think more people is a good thing. I think it's bullshit that the Earth is crowded. I yeah, think, me like, too. You know, same point as before with the Bigfoot is like you know you've seen. I I drew drove. We're all to, hanging out in the same. I think that's the biggest the fucking psyop. Yeah. I think it's one of the biggest yeah. psyops that got going and, and and i fell for it and i'm sure uh, maybe hopefully you won't fall for any more clint that there's too many <laughs> that there's uh too many of us mm. i mean i'm semi being ironic but <laughs> no but i, I realize things thing would be really rougher but i do think that like if you get into places where it's spread out everybody's more chill yeah mm. yeah for sure but i think I, because those those guidestones everything else are not that bad However, Christians will fucking tear it apart and say it's just Luciferian talk. But someone who, you know, right? What, what do you think about what the rest of them? Other, uh, well, it, yeah, it talks about A, having a lower population, and then it kind of goes into being in harmony with, with nature. nature. It's really for, it's the idea is that people will go through some cataclysm, find this guidestone somehow, because it has every you know, language. language. Every which, yeah. It's yeah. the same message in every language. So that's the idea is that like one day people might be in need of this kind of information. You know what? Yeah, you're right. It doesn't have to always be so. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But the Christians, you know, they'll look at it and be like, it's the apocalypse. They're bringing on the apocalypse with satanic monuments. And it's like. That could be true. I don't disagree. That Why do there they might say be... that? How does that make the apocalypse ha- happen? <laughs> Satanic monuments? Well, stuff. yeah. It's just like a... Uh, I think it's... <laughs> well, the fact that it talks about lowering the population of the earth, I think, would be the primary indicator, but... Well, no, yeah, but a lot of stuff is saying stuff is... Um, it's You got to look at it, but it's just the way, like, they, they, they pull that a lot, like the Christians with... Living with it with nature, they always say that's something that's like Luciferian, and then there's something else it says that they really have a problem with. Hmm. Uh, I gotta look at it. I was just looking at this the other day. Yeah, the Georgia Guidestones are strange. I think the you know Christian right extremism type thing it comes from a, a bunch of different reasons culturally, societally. I got, but the, I got the directions when I looked it up. You got directions to that? But I think ultimately the people who are like, oh, it's Satan, you know, their heart's in the right place. Yeah, I do. I do. And they care about the world, but they're just misguided. All right. Maintain humanity under, uh, it might be 500 million. 
one, two, three. That would be a hundred thousand. Yeah, five hundred million. In perpetual balance with nature. Mm. Yes. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight zeros, and mm-hmm. then a five. So That's I see how five hundred million. Right? Yes. Five? I could see that this being like spun into like they, what they call. So we're not even to it yet. How many people are on the planet them. right now? <laughs> We're way past way that, past are that. we? <laughs> this would that would be nine hundred. That would. Be We're not to there in the 90. United States, uh, right? Uh, <laughs> no, three hundred million, million in the United yeah, that's States. True. Um, yeah, guide that's that's reproduction one. wisely, improving fitness and diversity. That's not Christian. That sounds <laughs> no. like they're well. That sounds like they're mixing everybody. Working out is not. But Christian. it does sound kind of. Um, Guide reproduction wisely. Mm. Like, I, I really like Mark your spin on it. That that is put there for when we do wipe out someday as a guide to to keep yourself. And that could be somebody thinking like, you know what, there was too many of us, and going with that attitude, I don't agree with it. Yeah. But now that I don't know why I just had this. After you Unite said that, humanity with a living new language. So that everyone gets very new. Uh, Everybody with that. Yeah, one. exactly. That's what they think with that one. Rule, passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Hmm. Oh, that is the devil. <laughs> <laughs> tempered. What else? I have think we got? that's it. Go that's ahead. all. It says. No, is there more? That's yeah. all there is in this picture. They were just worried about the uh, first one there, I guess. Where, yeah. where, where did you stop? At the temperament one, being tempered. I think you read five. Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. That's also like they think very New World Order, uh, UN. Avoid petty laws and useless officials. I love that one. I, I love that one so much. I'm sorry. But avoid petty laws and useless officials. I mean, doesn't seem like useless officials would put that one in there. <laughs> Well, okay, so here, this is what I was watching. Like, I do watch a lot of Christ- I do watch a lot of Christian <laughs> stuff because you're right. There are a lot of good messages with that. And I, yeah. I, what they what they were saying with that is their spin on this one was that that you know you'll become the useless official, your uh, job. That's what they, they spun on that one. I'm remembering this now. Um, balance personal rights with social duties. Prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. I see nothing wrong with that. Scumbags. I don't know. I see nothing wrong with that that's, one. Yeah, and that's the thing. Is like this. Go ahead. Read the next one. Be not cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. Yeah. Be gone, devil. <laughs> Be gone. <laughs> it's really not that bad, but the argument also goes that like, oh, well, it's a Trojan horse. They're just making the New World Order sound like this big grand attempt to save the planet and yeah you could always see you could always use that one though but you could always use that and it's hard to tell but i think ultimately where i take solace is like i'm a spiritual being so if the earth gets destroyed i still have faith that my soul isn't going to be destroyed you know so in that sense this is the only plane ever (laughs) and once we leave here that's it I, uh, we only get one shot at this. One shot, man. <laughs> I, I agree with that statement. The only thing for me that, that gets me fucked up is my attachment to my children and my, my wife. Mm. That's it. Well, that's that what attachment. it is. Well, you still need to work on yourself right. and the things that are in your life. It's not a reason to not care about your life. I, I say that, and it just it's a way to rethink 
these sort of uh, doom and gloom thoughts. It's like mm-hmm. when we question and ask ourselves questions, we're also often quick to just go with the first answer that comes about because it has the strongest feeling like, no, I don't want to die, you know? Like, But if you think about it a little deeper, like, oh, well, if I die and then I reincarnate, you know, would I forget? my past life you know would i forget i don't personally think i would i think we grow at from one life to the next so and maybe even potentially grow with the but do you remember your past life now no but i know there are certain people who have uh, i'm not one of the privileged few but maybe that's just because why do my, we lose it i well i think our society definitely is extremely unnatural and puts us in a very stressed position since from the beginning of the first day, the you're, day when you're born, born in a exactly. hospital yeah. you know yeah. that's what i had a similar that there we have to learn so much bullshit especially with society now like versus being even cavemen let's say uh, well let, i mean think about animals right they have so much intuition and we're just fucking bobbleheads for so long you know and your old pro programming kind of gets wiped away because this isn't the stuff we're supposed to be doing paying taxes and fucking yeah. well i think we forget yeah exactly your loved ones not doing what you love. you're supposed to be hunting and gathering and uh building shelter and you know what it is though it's what you just said is very true because intuition is feeling right and it's it's Something that works over time, it builds on itself. It's a morphogenic field of energy that builds and builds and builds and grows. The mind is secondary to that. So Mm -hmm. when we as human beings consider our lives, we often put so much value into our thoughts. When we're feeling creatures, our whole life is feeling. I can be sitting here at this table with a feeling and a low posture and the thoughts that I'm having will go along with that feeling. But if I raise my posture and I start, you know, I put my shoulders up and I'm ready and I'm thinking the thoughts, you know, so feeling is primary. And I think that's why we look at animals like that because they're all feeling in a moment. They're judging, you know, what's going on. I feel a a danger. I'm going to run. I'm going to fight. That's it. There's no thought. It's just two options based on that reaction, that feeling. So hungry. I'm going to find something to (laughs) eat. And that's what they go and do, you know? And I think human beings, we kind of, we're so gifted with our thought process that we're able to like, just like the raccoon or whoever, go out and find food in really unique ways. We get caught up in that thinking process too much, I think. Well, I, I think our whole world living, is set up like that. Yeah, we're living yeah. in such an unnatural way. Right. Yeah. Right. You Back know, to school the- and... You know, I was thinking today, this is totally sidetracked, but this was a funny thought. That if they... Because they were talking about um, student uh, loan debt. Yeah. And I was like, you know, if they tr- if they taught economics in, like, middle and high school... Nobody would go to college and get loans. Like, everybody would be like, that's a terrible bet. Yeah. Well, they don't teach you that in school for a reason. I remember, like, my home economics teacher was telling us, like, yeah, we used to do taxes. We used to do all these things. And all they taught us in home ec was, like, how to crack an egg and, like, make Make toast, make omelets. Like, it was just, like, silly housewife stuff. It wasn't, like, house owning and house making so, yeah. you know so like why are we not teaching our children all of that stuff 
I shouldn't say farming. silly housewife stuff. That was a little condescending uh, to women. But. That was. Uh, <laughs> it's not even. I, I know what you meant. It's I couldn't I, believe I, you I said it, Mike. Even... I was actually appalled. <laughs> I did not say that. It was more quick. I. <laughs> I. Uh, I didn't even take it that way because I know that's not your intent. I think you meant more of the person who stays home and takes. That's the way I took it. I didn't think mm. you were thinking about a woman. He, he didn't. Well, I think he, I think he just meant like silly. Like doing, I don't know. That's the way I took it, but whatever. Um, trivial, but, but there's even so much stuff things that they consider that trivial do. that are not, not trivial and should be on should be taught to children. Absolutely, so many, yeah, so many skills that they you know they don't prepare us for. It's that's fucking true, man. It's so fucked up. So yeah, I mean, the, even like the um, what do they call them? Guidance counselors that give you like your <laughs> career choices. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like so ridiculous, you like, know. Like the uh, the options that they're like, well, you could be a firefighter, or you yeah. could be a teacher like me, or you can. You what know, did they say you should be. Uh, that's a good question. You don't remember? Um, don't remember. my guidance counselor. Like when you took one. I of mean, tests listen. I, all I remember taking some tests that said what I should uh, instrument I should play, and it was like the violin, and I was like, <laughs> this is a terrible test. Like, uh, but I don't remember what the school aptitude test, it was something, it was probably mechanics or some bullshit like that, like yeah. it was probably exactly what I did, <laughs> like they had me pegged, they're like, this kid's retarded, he can't do anything with paper. Yeah, I mean, but they told a lot of fucking kids that they were retarded. And now they're plumbers and electricians and all that yeah. shit doing really, well, really well. That's the mainstream so, moniker of retarded. Trades. Nothing wrong with trades. That's the mainstream. You know that uh, the average person only thinks there's one type of intelligence, and that's yeah. mm -hmm. you being able to put the slashes in the correct spaces yes. between the letters. Mm -hmm. Kiss enough ass. You know. Yeah, I I resonate with that. I think I wasn't really a great student, despite you know people tell me, "Oh, you're so smart and all this stuff." I wasn't. A great student at all but that's because i wasn't interested in anything yeah. they were freaking teaching me it was like when yeah. i found the books i liked reading that i was like oh okay now i'm learning things and i yeah. felt like this is stuff i want to go and tell other people about i think that's something that i never felt from school like that motivation the drive to get involved with that kind of Dude, that's why teachers are so miserable. They did. They were like, this is the best. I want to teach. I want to pass this on to some other people. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, and teachers. And then they have a reality check at some point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, man. The school, the, that's a whole fucking disaster, the educational system. But, guys, this has been great. You don't want to awesome talk about chatting. that? You don't want to bring the show down with we that? Should, yeah. You know, you should get... <laughs> um, there's, a, there's a guest you can get on that would be really yeah. interesting to talk about, like, school and how they I would love wired that. it to have this effect. I would love describing. that. I love that topic. I would love to talk to the next somebody I think his name is John Kleizek. He has a book called uh, School World Order. Mm. That's a great one. I would love to talk <laughs> yeah. to that guy. Yeah. I would love to talk ominous. to him. I'm um, going to leave that meeting even more depressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, this uh, has been great, Mark. It's been awesome having you. Uh, I love having you on this team. Uh, Clint, like always, has been awesome. Guys, we got so much fun stuff lined up at the dojo. A bunch of fun shows Oh, coming. yeah, June 5th, if you're in the area, my first uh, live stream comedy show. So uh, it's going to be some pre-recorded skits plus some stand-up. 
it will be available online at livestreamcomedy.com or you can catch us right here at the dojo mm. you can go to tiffscomedy.com and you can get uh some tickets to it yes chrissy mayer june 12th andre kim the weekend after that yeah. right and yep. then who's the guy and also uh andy fin- fiori fiori same night 19th oh okay cool yeah we have a lot of good stuff planned and then uh, forget about like july once july comes it's going to be out of control um, but yeah, tons of good shows. Guys, go to tiffscomedy.com to check that out. Uh, love you, Swarm. Thank you for listening. Yeah, check out heroesoapcompany.com. This is a short one, Mike. Uh, <laughs> our code is freethinkers with an S, and you can get uh, 20% off. It's all made in the United States. So thank you, guys. We have been seeing some orders come through. So uh, thank you. Later.